This week on Forefront. It's amazing to me that people can make cannonball into an art. Somebody's demanding something that's like a purple cow, right? And you can't deliver the purple cow. I can't deliver that. Isn't that kind of what marriage is, is getting through the awkward together? (laughs) Yeah. Marriage is an adventure full of friendship and discovery. Let's eavesdrop in Adam and Christina Hannon as they check in on their marriage with their three marriage check-in questions. What brought you joy this week? What has been hard this week? And what's on the forefront of your mind? Welcome to Forefront. Hey, we're Adam and Christina, and in this episode, we're talking about improving our communication and we've got the secret to a successful marriage. The first question we're going to ask of each other is, what's something that's brought you joy this week? And you get to go first. Let's hear it. So last weekend, our church rented out one of the water parks in town, and they had asked me to be the MC for the first annual cannonball contest, which was <laughs> awesome because, yeah. one, it was fun, and two, that meant I didn't have to get in the water. I don't, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of swimming. Like, I'm fine doing it. Like whatever, but uh, I don't know. Like if I if if I had my preference, I'd just stay out of the pool and just hang out. That's why I um voluntold you. <laughs> voluntold for <laughs> for this position. <laughs> they said they asked. They did ask. They said, "Would Adam be willing to emcee the cannonball competition?" And I was like, "Yeah." Because that means he doesn't have to get wet. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, we were on the same page here. Thank you for that. Oh yeah. But that was really fun. There were some people who took it seriously. Yeah. It's amazing to me that people can make cannonball into an art. Mm-hmm. And I like to emcee things. Like mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. Get behind a microphone. I guess it's kind of what I do for a living, but we've emceed some cool things. I love seeing you emcee. I love going along to all these crazy events that you emcee. Like Bean Hole Days. That was a classic. It's a baked bean festival in Pequot Lakes, Minnesota. So quirky, so fun. Thousands of people come for free baked beans. (laughs) And you got to emcee and tell all kinds of... Bean jokes. Bean jokes. And after effect (laughs) jokes. Yeah, it was a highlight of my career. But uh, there was a Minnesota Twins Father of the Year celebration. I got to emcee that for uh, for a few years. And that was, as, as being a whole day is quirky and fun, like this was a, an event that was purposeful and intentional to celebrate and encourage fathers and father figures to be the fathers and father figures that God has called them to be. It was mm-hmm. so good. So good. Remember that there were a couple of years it was at the Minnesota State Capitol. Yeah, in the rotunda. Oh, man. Also a highlight. I love that one. I felt so out of place wearing a suit in the Capitol. <laughs> like, I shouldn't be here, but it was I'm fun. I'm really important right now. Mm. <laughs> mm. But we were celebrating the people who were doing important work, and that was oh, fathers. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. So if anyone's looking for an MC, I know, <laughs> know the guy to ask. <laughs> yep. All right. What's, uh, what's brought you joy this week? I love going on walks with you every afternoon. That's easily the highlight of my day. We go on the same walk almost every day around yeah. our neighborhood. And this was so funny because yesterday we were going on a walk around our neighborhood and we realized <laughs> that one street over, all the houses 
are exactly the same. Exact same blueprint. And we never noticed that before. We've been walking by these houses for four years. That was hilarious. <laughs> like, you know, nowadays, if if there's like a new construction neighborhood, all the houses kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to notice. Where these, I don't know. I mean, it's not a new neighborhood. No. It's an older, like, 70s. Um, Maybe late 70s, early 80s. Every house is a different color. Yeah. And I don't know how we missed it. How did we miss it? It's, like, embarrassing, <laughs> the fact that we missed it. You know, everybody's front yard is different. I don't, It's not a new development thing. So, I don't know. It was funny when we realized. It was really funny. And... One of the houses is just getting new siding. And so I wonder if that's why just that little change yep. made us look a little bit closer yeah. at we <laughs> our surroundings. Because we started to notice the windows and the door placement and everything. We're like, hey, look, those two houses next to each other are the same. But so is the one next to it. Wait, there's like four in a row. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> It was so funny. I love that. That was, um, that'll be a walk that we never forget. (laughs) Do you think maybe we haven't noticed it yet because for four years on our walks, we've just been staring into each other's eyes? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't think that's why. That's probably not it. All right. What's something that's been hard for you this week? So this past month has marked the anniversary of... Uh, our son passing away nine years ago, our son Miles died. You know, anytime that day passes on the calendar, it's a little bit more tender. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gotten better throughout the years. It has. Thankful for that. But it's, it still brings a tenderness and mm-hmm. a preciousness. And last night, the kids and I were catching up on Disney+. Plus. You know, we hadn't started <laughs> WandaVision yet. You know, one of those Marvel spinoff shows. So we started watching that and we kind of... Went through an embarrassingly uh, large amount of episodes. We're almost done. We got one left. You binged the <laughs> Disney Plus. You're not the only one. No, of course. That's what Disney Plus is for. So anyways, in uh, one of the episodes near the end. So Wanda. Okay. Spoiler alert. But it's it's in one of the Marvel Avengers movies. So you might be aware of this. She lost her brother. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, she's still grieving the loss of her brother. And Vision, who, let's see, like computer, part computer, I don't even know how to how to define him. But anyway, so he's, he's new at this whole life thing and emotion <laughs> thing, but he's trying to find a way to console her because he cares. Mm-hmm. So as he's listening to her talk about her, her grief, he said something that was really profound I actually had to pause the show. I'm like, whoa. He said, it can't all be sorrow, can it? He said, I've always been alone, so I don't feel the lack. It's all I've ever known. I've never experienced loss because I've never had a loved one to lose. But what is grief if not love persevering? Hmm. That is really good. That's really beautiful. You know, it ri- reminds me of that A.A. A. Milne, Winnie the Pooh quote. You know, how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. Mm. And then in my uh, Facebook memories today, there's another quote. Sorry, it's quote, quote, quote. <laughs> Here's another one I thought that was really good. This is from William Grinnell. I don't even know if I'm saying his name right, but it's from uh, Hope in Christ. He says, hope 
fills the afflicted soul with such inward joy and consolation that it can laugh while tears are in the eye, sigh and sing all in a breath. It's called the rejoicing of hope. Mm. How many times in our grief, babe, were we able to laugh in the same minute as cry Mm -hmm. because of the circumstances going on? There was a preciousness. There was hope. What is it the Bible says? We don't grieve like others do. Right, because we, we're we grieving with that, that hope and that promise that this isn't the end forever. Mm-hmm. And if your loved one is in Christ, then there will be eternity with that loved one, but even more so with Christ. And the hope is, and, and I remember this is what I had to think about, even at Miles' funeral and... Anytime that, you know, I miss him terribly, mm-hmm. but I think about him before the throne of Jesus. Oh. And that brings me joy. You know, there's that Phil Wickham song. One of the lines in the song is, I can't sing loud enough when I'm singing for you, my God. That's the line that like chokes up my throat and yeah. I just start bawling because I think about Miles, our son, singing before the throne of God. Mm-hmm. And he's singing and he's singing and he can't sing loud enough because he's singing for God. But the beautiful thought is on earth, he was never able to sing. Um, Miles was trach vented. And so he wasn't able to produce sound unless the ventilator would blow air over his vocal cords. And sometimes it did. And that was a joy. But yeah, just to think about him singing and singing louder Mm -hmm. and louder and louder that, oh yeah, you're right. There is pain and grief, Yeah. but then there's also the Winnie the Pooh quote that I'm so thankful that I loved him so much that I, that I do miss him. Mm-hmm. Because I have the opportunity to love him. Mm. Yeah. So this is hard. <laughs> Grief is still hard nine years later, but it is it is beautiful because of Christ. All right. I'm tearing up, so I'm going to toss it to you. <laughs> <laughs> What's something that's been hard for you this week? Besides recording this podcast? Man, <laughs> wow. I thought Sorry this was going to be a fun one tonight. Start and with bean whole are. days and bowling in the basement uh, <laughs> it's it's an honor to bowl with you babe thank you it's an honor to bowl with you oh speaking of bowling <laughs> i shouldn't have taken a sip of coffee there <laughs> that is the best yeah. introduction i've heard but yeah what's been hard this week well you know that i love to meet expectations i mean i just want everyone to be happy. Like if anyone puts an expectation out there, like I want to meet it, just keep the peace. Let's just all be happy, right? All the time. But sometimes that's just not possible. That's really hard for me. And so this week, I mean, there's a situation where somebody had an expectation that they had put forward. It was in direct contrast with what I knew I actually needed to be doing this week. And so I couldn't achieve both 
what I knew was my vision for the week and this other person's expectation, that was really hard. It was really discouraging, I guess, for Mm -hmm. me. And in that discouragement, you saw me and and I'm so thankful that you sat down with me and just reiterated, I think, the vision and the purpose that I had for the week and the thing that I knew I needed to go after and told me, you know, like, you can't do both. And you shouldn't do both. And what you're doing is right. And you are going after it. And you're doing a great job. Um, So don't let this get you down. And don't let this keep you from pursuing this with the excellence that you you had been going after it before this other expectation popped up on you. So thank you. Yeah. I'm not just saying this. Like You're doing great work. And it's impossible to meet everybody's expectations on you. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. And at some point, it's just a distraction right? from you doing the great work that you're doing and are pursuing. And I don't want you to go down that road. Mm, and well, I, thank you for thank you for stopping me, you know, just like, no, you're doing it right. Keep going after it. I didn't want so. to be that bold. I don't like it. I needed you to be that bold because yeah. I, I want everyone to be happy. I want all the expectations met, but sometimes somebody's demanding something that's like a purple cow, right? And you can't deliver the purple cow. Right? I can't deliver that. Like mm. that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. But here here's why here's why I think I hesitate to speak boldly to you like that. Is I think I've created a lot of unnecessary conflict in our marriage. It took me way too and this is funny you bring this up because it's been on the forefront of my mind mm. learning how to say things word things and ask things more smartly has been on the forefront of my mind because a lot of times when something's going on you know i'll ask things like why are you upset or what's the matter or what's going on like i'm asking those things what i mean is i want to know what's the matter why you're upset and what's going on But the way I've been asking it that bluntly has kind of taken a tone of offense and so kind of puts you in a spot of defense. And that goes for anybody, right? Right. I mean, we're not perfect at conflict at all, but typically when there's something going on and and you have the occasion to say, why are you upset? Well, I'm upset or whoever is already upset. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It totally makes sense. And so, you know, that defensive state is already there. Yeah. The fence is already up a little bit. So I was kind of contributing to that a little bit. But you had said something last night about, and, and thank you for pointing this out. I didn't even realize I was doing this, but asking things in a different way. Yeah. You've been so great just coming in to conflict or or even just misunderstanding i think it's more often the case just um needing clarity of of these expectations right and you'll ask help me understand why do you feel this way mm-hmm. or help me understand why is this important to you and that question it tears down those defensive walls mm-hmm. because It's like you're reaching toward that person in empathy and trying to understand, okay, I want to know your feelings. I want to know why this is important to you. I'm not just um, 
asking so that I can say you're wrong or disagree with you. But like, I really want to enter into this with you and, and help you find the correct solution. You know, what's something that's going to work for you? What's going to work for me? What's going to work for everyone involved in this? Um, how can we resolve this so that it's a win um, because we understand each other and we understand mm. the deep, the deep needs and what the conflict is actually about. Mm. If you take a step back, it's kind of funny because it's the same question, but asked in a different way produces <laughs> different results. It took me way too long to learn this mm. way too long. So thanks for, for uh, reaffirming that in me last night. That was great. Well, thank you for caring for our family. Well, and modeling that sort of question asking. It's really good. So help me understand what's been on the forefront <laughs> of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Nice. Oh, man. I was reading an article today. It caught my eye. The secret to a successful marriage. Hold on. I know. You are dying to know the answer, aren't you? Dun, dun. What is the secret to a successful marriage? All right, let's hear it. The six-second kiss. Hmm? <laughs> Doesn't that sound awesome? <laughs> oh, it's like when you reunite with your spouse. So like say you've been at work all day mm -hmm. and you come home. Like when we see each other, you're supposed to kiss for six seconds. Typically, when you come home from work and we see each other, you know, like we'll probably hug and kiss just yeah. like, hey, welcome back, you know, and it's just really brief. Yep. So apparently we need to kiss for longer. So, so here's my question. Yeah. Like, is it just like, uh, like press and hold together for six <laughs> seconds or is it more like a make out for six seconds? I mean, they didn't specify. Okay. But why would you like? Wouldn't that be weird to just like press and hold for six seconds? That's that, weird. Isn't that kind of what marriage is, is getting through the awkward together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, we we could try this. I tell you what, when I take a break from work and meet you at the rendezvous at Sam's Club, it's going to make our uh, shopping experience <laughs> a lot more exciting. <laughs> what are they doing? Or awkward. Well, I, I was thinking about the psychology here. Okay. Yeah. So you kiss for six seconds when, like, the first time you see each other. So you come home from work, we kiss for six seconds. After that, like, there's got to be a stronger emotional connection, I would yeah. imagine, after six seconds of kissing rather than just, like, a quick peck. And so then whatever you talk about going forward, like, hey, how was your day? good or bad, my heart would be more like I'm already leaning into you, right? I'm emotionally vested and like I want things to go well for you. Not that I don't normally not want things to go well for you, but like psychologically, I think that connection at that point would be so much more connected yeah, and in tune to one another and just like have greater empathy and, and compassion for one another. So it, it might be worth a try. It might be worth a try. It might be. The secret to a successful marriage. Oh, I, man. What could go wrong? You know, <laughs> it's not like a risk. No. I mean, so what if the kids are embarrassed? <laughs> 
I don't think I want to do a six second press and hold though. All right. Encourage you to <laughs> exercise the secret to a successful marriage. Talk it through ahead of time. Like let, let them know what you're, what are you doing here? <laughs> My wife is really into me lately. <laughs> I love it. Hey, this has been Forefront with Adam and Christina Hannon. Forefront with Adam and Christina Hannon is a production of Northwestern Media. 